Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you, and we are going to be getting into a couple of house bills that are on the chopping block. Uh, we are going to combine these two bills uh, into one video. We're not trying to you know, cover you guys up with too much material, but we want you to be abreast of things that are going on. And anything we see, we like to make a video um, just to get word out there for you guys uh, so we can all keep our ear to the ground and make sure we're doing the right thing and fighting against this type of stuff happening to us. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to thank our friends at Sonoran Desert Institutes. They've got some great gunsmithing programs. If you're wanting a career in firearms technology, they accept all different types of uh, financial aid. So if you're a military veteran, you got your GI Bill and whatnot, you can definitely get that uh, to work for you. Excellent distance learning programs in the field of gunsmithing technology. So check them out. Sonoran Desert Institute. All right. So we're going to get into the beans and bullets here. Um, one of the bills is called um, U.S. House Bill 4505, and the other one is HB 4992. Uh, one of them is a... Uh, a a uh, appropriation bill, which is basically a budget, right, that they're trying to pass. And uh, this particular bill, the 4505, has some anti-gun crap thrown in there in the mix in this appropriations bill. Uh, so we'll kind of talk about that briefly uh, here. Look, so these these appropriations bills are like, you know, pages and pages and pages and pages just piled on top of each other of how much money the government is going to appropriate for these various programs. Waste. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, some of these programs that they want to put money into, you're reading it and you're like, my tax money is going toward what? All right. The the big thing with this is, number one, is $40 million of taxpayer money, taxpayer money to go towards an... Intis, uh, I cannot talk this morning. Incentivization program. Incentivization. God. Here today when rednecks pronounce big words. You'd think I'm like just some <laughs> boobless rube redneck. Jeez. Well, wait a well, minute. Oh, we are. <laughs> Incentivization. I still can't say it. And, say it slow. And, and break and it down. Incentivization. Incentivization program. Not bad. Uh, uh, for red flag and gun licensing laws. All right. Apparently, it is the opinion of some in Congress that they need $40 million to trample on the due process rights of their constituents. We've talked about red flag laws time and time again. They are bad juju. All right. All right. And this is from FPC, by the way. Uh, as if that weren't bad enough, there is an additional $10 million allocated to a pilot program for gun, gu gun buyback and relinquishment. Wait a minute. <laughs> I saw recently some gun buybacks that uh, it, it made me sad because one of the items in the gun buyback uh, was an old Daewoo. I saw rifle. that. Like, who would give up their K two? Man, like, come on, you can't be a roof Korean without your K two service dude, rifle. But like the the guns that come out in these gun buybacks, like they these a lot of times it's local communities. Okay, there's really nothing been done on a federal level at as of this point, but. You know, ten million dollars for a pilot program. They're going to test the waters with it and just see how many people just voluntarily give up their rights. That's what you're doing. If you are, <laughs> you know, if the government is buying a gun back from you, they're not buying it back because they never owned it in the first place. But if they are paying you a small sum of money, which is nowhere close to what the gun is actually worth, for you to relinquish that firearm to them, I mean, it's just insane. Why would you ever? think to do that. Let me play devil's advocate for a moment. All right. We're making the streets. I'm not saying safe. I agree with buybacks. I think buybacks are a terrible idea because again, you know, you can't buy back something that didn't belong to you in the first place. So the call to buyback is kind of dumb. 
But I, I can see why they call it a buyback because they're like, well, we'll buy them back from you if you don't want them. I guess maybe that's their logic. But really. here's the thing. Don't buy back anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here so, we go. <laughs> look. Look, here's the thing. You show up with a zip gun with, tied to a piece of two by four you made in a hardware store for, for $10. Somebody recently did that. And too. you and you turn in a hundred of them and get 200 bucks a piece for them. Well, that's capitalism, okay? Now, they all did right, do that. what if you had a random gun laying around that is so broken and decrepit and messed up that it can it's beyond repair and you just want to get it out of the gene pool? Okay. That's why when you look at these tables full of guns, you always see mostly turds. Mm -hmm. No one turns in anything worth anything because they, they know the gun isn't worth anything to begin with. So they're just getting rid of it just to get rid of it. So if you just want to get rid of some turds, sure, whatever. For that reason, maybe I could understand it. What gets me about this appropriation bill that bothers me so much is they can spend essentially $50 million in taxpayer revenue on these programs, which are not going to work, right? But they can't spend $50 million on trying to get more ranges out there. I mean, think about how much land $50 million would buy, right? They could set up, you know, ranges in certain areas. You know, they could look at the United States and go, okay, where is there a lack of ranges for mm -hmm. people to go and shoot, right? You know, and do a, a shotgun stand for 4-H and do a camping area for 4-H and have where the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts and whoever else can go and set up and, and do the rifle training. Like, that's what they need to be appropriating money for. If we're going to blow money on random stuff, why not, you know, why does it always have to be an anti-gun measure that they appropriate money for? They never want to appropriate money to build ranges or to bring gun training into schools or to bring gun safety classes into schools or after-school programs or things like that. You know, Boys and Girls Club, I mean, they could bring air rifles back to to certain schools to just promote safe, you know, firearms handling and marksmanship, right? There's a lot of things that they could do with that money. But no, they're going to waste it on such a draconian and random uh, undertaking that is really not even going to accomplish anything. And which, by definition, is most mm -hmm. certainly 110% a complete and utter waste of money. Yep. We've, uh, we've said before... That, Among many other things, a waste of money. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's like crazy. giving the Taliban, you know, millions of dollars of uh, military hardware. Well, by proxy, giving it to them. They didn't give it to them directly, but they knew the people they gave it to were going to. That's anyway, another story for that's another day. story for another day. Um, so, we've talked about this in previous videos, but teaching youngsters about firearms, not only safety but handling and the responsibility that comes with it, builds character. And it promotes promotes uh, just responsibility as a whole, and it builds maturity. Okay, kids these days—they're just immature rats. Some of them, you know, they need some other outlet besides this. You know, TikTok and all this other nonsense. I mean, the Chinese basically own TikTok still, don't they? Yeah. I mean, so what propaganda are you? I was kids? banned on TikTok within hours of creating an account. <laughs> yeah, so I don't so, know what it's like to be on like, TikTok. Like, but what, what, what is this teaching your kids? You know, what can a firearm teach your kids? You know, responsible gun handling, maturity, responsibility, character building. You know, self sufficiency. Yes, harvesting your own food. Yes, these you know, are humanely the things harvesting your own food. These are the things that are are missing, okay, today. And you know, for this crap, 
to for the government to spend money on. It's just it's just insane to see how much money just gets thrown out there. I and mean, we won't even talk about like the infrastructure bill and all this mess and just the the trillions of dollars that have been added to the federal debt for what? They know? could take that money and give every taxpayer forty thousand dollars. That's and how much money it is. Can we get every a every taxpayer will get forty grand I'd, if they were to, to divvy that money out to the citizens. I would like a mule as well, please. Maybe a milk and cow, you know. I mean, I'm some sure chickens. You, some chickens. Could, that could probably be arranged. I mean, can we do that? Oh wait, right. but of course, you know, we get we got to put all the pork in there and all the black projects and all the money laundering and things. You know, oh, we, we have to buy all this art. Anyway, we're not going to go there. All right, so our next bill is HR forty nine ninety two. Now, um, Chad and I recently. Um, I think that video is going to go live before this one, so you'll be seeing this one after the fact. But we just did a video about uh, Ted Douche. Douche? Is that his name? Douche. Deutsch. Deutsch. Douche. Douche. Douchebag. Uh, this guy in Florida is who's a douchebag. <laughs> uh, put out this bill, you know, HR 4992, to amend Title 18 United States Code to increase the age at which a rifle or shotgun may be acquired from a federally licensed firearms dealer and for other purposes. Now, this is the one, if I'm not mistaken. This one doesn't have a lot of text. No, like uh, these yeah. these bills are so brand new. This one was just introduced on the 10th of August. Right. So there's so. not a ton. Yeah, there's no text. Yeah. So there's not even like a ton of information yet. But you know, we did that uh, video recently uh-huh. where we talked about you know is is Florida pro gun. You see this this rift that seems to be developing, right? I believe it was um, Brobart. Uh, what, what's that? Breitbart. Breitbart. No, what Breitbart was that lady's first name? Oh, the, Bobert. Bobert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was her name, though? Uh, can't remember. The congresswoman. Anyway. Let's consult the, the, yeah, the She's real pro-gun, and, and she seems, you know, she's the one that was, like, carrying on on the Hill and everything and, and making, you know, she's part of the 2A caucus with Thomas Massey and everything. So, Lauren. Really, Lauren. Lauren. Bobert. Bo- Bobert. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bobert uh, posted a meme the other day that really uh, made a lot of sense to me. They're like, well, the left wants to see the whole country be like Portland, and the right wants to see the whole country be like Florida. And I commented on there, and I, I actually reposted her uh, tweet, and I uh, shared my comment. I said, actually, Florida is not pro-gun enough for most of us. And Uh-oh. when you see things like this uh, come out, and all of the stuff we talked about, you know, Florida is not necessarily super pro-gun. Like, they're, they're kind of neutral on some areas, right? So... You do get a lot of diversity in Florida because of the people that flock to Florida, literally snowbirds that flock to Florida. People come from all over the United States to retire to Florida. Mm -hmm. And when they come there, they bring all of their views and their politics with them. So Florida is a melting pot of many different views and many different uh, political aspirations. And then there's probably, of course, a lot of people that end up um, moving to Florida and they just want to be left alone and retire and, and, and do cool things, hang out on the beach, whatever. Okay, Feed the pelicans. Yeah, feed the pelicans, whatever they want to do, you know. <laughs> um, but the point is, is it, it is weird that they view, everyone views Florida as the Alamo for conservative views and for, uh, you know, let's just say people that think the way a lot of us do, uh, you know on the right or whatever you want to call it. I really hate saying left or right, but let's just let's just say people that kind of honor uh the human condition in terms of our conserve you know, where we came from and everything like that. Anyway, they they want things to stay the same, right? Conserv conservatism, whatever. But not necessarily as far down that rabbit hole as they think they are. 
right? And you got guys like this that want to raise the age to purchase a rifle or shotgun to a higher age, presumably 21 or maybe even older. Uh, 21 that, is, I, I would assume, is what they're getting at because that's the legal age currently to purchase a handgun. Right. Um, but it makes you wonder, you know, it's like, again, when we did that video talking about is Florida really that pro-gun, I can't really say that they really are. I mean, yeah, it, it's probably not as bad as some states or whatever, I'm sure, but you think about, I mean, look at their fireworks laws. You can't shoot fireworks in Florida except on the 4th of July. Well, you used to not That's be able boring. to shoot them in Georgia. You know? Right. Well, yeah, but in Georgia, I can go out on my back porch right now and lay off the whole barrage. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. But in Florida, you can only shoot fireworks on the 4th of July. That's boring. I mean, come on. You know? I mean, there's a guy that's close to me that shoots fireworks like every weekend. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like you're killing me, man. Yeah. Um, but one can only surmise what the text of this bill is going to wind up saying. That unfortunately, yeah. it's not a lot of information, but we want to make you abreast of it. So the, the thing with this bill, I mean, th this bill, like I said, was just recently introduced. But recently, you know, the, the, the video that Eric did with Matt and Clint from Meet the Pressers regarding Florida and uh, you know, being like anti or pro-gun was in regards to a p proposed law allowing or uh, disallowing the purchase of handguns, you know, from 18, 19, and 20-year-olds and whatnot, because there's been talk about um, allowing 18-year-olds to purchase handguns because, you know, you can join the military, you can vote, you can do all these other things, but they won't allow you to buy a handgun. What's really the difference in a handgun and a rifle? Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so... But this, this is federal This is fe This is federal, but uh, uh, th this is the thing here. Uh, a federal appeals court ruled Tuesday that, or this, this was a little while back in July, that the long-standing federal ban on the sales of handguns from licensed dealers to 18 to 20-year-olds is unconstitutional because Congress in the 1960s did not demonstrate a good enough reason for the law. So... If if this was deemed unconstitutional, then how is this bill going to go anywhere restricting the purchase of long guns from 18, 19, and 20-year-olds? And how is the state law, the Florida state law, going to hold any water either? It's not. I mean, if this is the case and if this stands... Um, but it's just curious, you know, it, why is it 21? Why is 21 the magic number? Uh, you know, 21 to drink. Okay, well, you get a driver's license at 16. I, I, There's no way that, like, my oldest son, there's no way I want him driving at 16. Because he doesn't... <laughs> look, look, no way, not at this point. He's he's 11 now. But, like, I ask him all the time, like, hey, Connor, you want to go and, uh, you know, drive out in the pasture? Oh, no. I'm like, dude, I'd be like balls to the wall like come on let's go when i was a kid i was driving the truck all over the dang farm you know but he doesn't really want to they'll, they'll send you overseas <laughs> and put you behind a machine gun and and you have an m4 with a 203 with grenades <laughs> and grenades hanging off your body and pin flares <laughs> and lasers that can put people's eyeballs out and stuff like like really powerful <laughs> yeah, visible yeah. lasers they'll put all that in your hands at 19 as long as you're willing to go on a gun truck overseas but you can't even own a pistol you know, you get back Here, home, you you, you join, on. you go through basic, you ship out, you come back, you're you're not even 20 yet, and you can't go out and buy a handgun. And if this was the case, you wouldn't be able to buy a rifle. You wouldn't be right. able to buy the semi-automatic version of the rifle you used in the military that you were issued to defend yourself and your compatriots with to defend your home. Right. That's pretty damn asinine. Yes, it is. 
So we wanted to just make sure that you guys are kind of keep your ear to the ground on these two uh, particular bills. You know, the forty nine ninety two mm -hmm. probably ain't going to grow legs, but keep an eye on it. Just need to know that these kind of things are happening. And yep. I, I want to take a moment quickly to just sort of mention, too, that don't give up on those states' fights. Those mm -hmm. are super, super important. Any Very. of the legislation that's happening at the state level, you've got to keep your eye on that stuff. Um, the federal the federal stuff is very important to keep your eye on and to know when these things are happening. And FPC does a great job of uh, you know keeping people filled in on these things as they yep. happen. And it's always sort of a dynamic and constantly moving environment uh, in terms of these things coming and going. It's like you know something like four nine nine two will get you know maybe some text published and then won't even make it out of committee because people are going to beat the war drum like crazy, mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't mean that. So what they're doing is they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and they're just hoping that something will stick. So they know if they throw enough bills in there, at least if one thing happens to at least make it through the house and they can at least say, oh, well, look, we're doing something, right? It's just politics, right? Mm -hmm. They have to pander to their the base that they think they're pandering to. And that's what's so crazy about it is these folks on the far left, um, you know, and... and Sorry, I just have to say it's, it's I mean, usually it Democrats, is, look, okay? It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is, okay? There's no way around it. But like when these Democrats, these far-left Democrats, put these bills out there, they think they're pandering to their constituents, but are they really? I mean, there are so many more folks that are on the other side of the equation that are buying guns, and good for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's people that probably do not agree with me politically or don't even agree with my lifestyle but you better believe they've gone out and bought an AR and they bought a Glock and they bought guns to protect themselves. So you've got more and more people owning guns across many, many different facets of uh, political views, right? So for someone to say, well, because I have a D next to my name, I have to propose anti-gun legislation to please my constituents. Now you're getting people, even on the left, that are like, well, we don't want you doing that either because we own guns. Like that affects our ability to protect ourselves. So, if each po point, each side of the fence is yelling at each other, saying how much of a threat each other is to each other, right? Well, then why don't everybody just buy a gun and own a gun, and then it ain't a big deal because everyone's equal? Like, how? Why is it so hard to understand? Are you so worried about your own inconsistencies and inabilities? Uh, you know, an incompetence that you're so worried that you aren't capable of, of using a gun responsibly that you want everyone else to not own a gun. That's not how it works. OK, you don't pull up. You don't fight a war and pull up to the battlefield and go, you can't have a gun. Like, well, no, the enemy has guns, right? Like they're going to protect themselves from you. you. You don't get to just say, well, give up your guns. No, it's like it's like King Leonidas said, come and take them. Right. Like, no, I'm not giving up my shield and sword. Screw you. So that's the issue that we're all running into is one side wants to fight with words, right? They, they want to say, well, you can't do that. And then the other side goes, well, well, yes, we can. Here, we have it. Screw you. We have it. You don't. Why doesn't everybody just buy a gun and don't worry about it? Why is that so hard to understand? Why does it always have to be such a polarizing political environment where guns are, for some reason, just such a polarizing issue for a certain group of people within this country. Mm -hmm. But it's not a polarizing issue. You just choose to not have the emotional integrity to go, you know what, I might be very much against this, but 
I'm going to own a gun because I realize that it's important to protect myself from people that might hurt me. If all these people are out here trying to hurt you that you claim are out there, well then why not buy a gun? I don't understand how hard it is to get that concept through someone's mind. All right. If you had a family member that got killed in a drunk driving accident, are you going to throw all your cars in a shredder and vow never to drive a car again? No. Cars are an essential part of everyday life. You have to travel to and from, right? Guns are an essential part of everyday life. You have to protect yourself. They're not going anywhere. Just because you have this emotional response to the way you look at firearms ownership as a whole doesn't mean that your emotions are going to dictate the actions of anyone else. But Eric, the police will protect me. No, they're not going but, to protect you. But that's what they tell me. That's not their job. But that's they, what they, they tell do me. not have a duty to protect you. You have a very, very, very distinct and important responsibility and duty to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. They're just there to go, wow, something went down here. Well, what end of that equation well, do you want need, to be on? Need to file a report. Yeah, they're going to draw a chalk line and, all right, here it is. What side, what side of that chalk line do you want to be on? You want to be above ground or you want to be, you, you have the, the social distancing, the permanent social distancing. <laughs> you, you, you could, you'll always be social distanced because we'll, you'll be six feet under. You'll always be six feet from someone for well, eternity. Well, that's a buy moment. Look, right it is a buy moment, but that's the thing. These bills are very confusing to me. Like, I just can't understand how anyone with any level of common sense would support it. Well, you know, because there's, look, there's all kinds of statistical data out there from the FBI. You can look it right up on the website. All right. You go to this one section that says crime by 18, 19, and 20 year olds. And oh boy, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. There's there's no statistical analysis for 18, 19, and 20-year-olds and the amount of crime that they commit. Uh, stupid. Like, oh, because of these the three years, we're gonna we're gonna restrict gun ownership from these individuals for those three years, and by golly, that's gonna fix all of our problems. There, there <laughs> look, there are there are gangbangers and things like that that are carrying around guns right now at 16 years old. Or younger. And they don't have they did not fill out a 4473. They're going to get their guns however the heck they want. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Um, so this stuff to just officially have some stance where, well, we're going to change the age and make it harder. You're only affecting the people that are honest people that are going to buy guns through normal means anyway. So why do it? It just doesn't make sense. In my opinion, just I always go back to like Chicago. We always go back to Chicago because Chicago is like, it's just a cesspool for, for gun violence as a whole, right? And they think that adding more laws to the books in Chicago, like, look at Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot right now. You know, she screams for more gun control, but really all she's doing is just trying to cover up her own inadequacies in that position. You know, she as, only enforces our position even more by wanting more gun control because she clamors and clamors and clamors and wants more and more and more control. And what happens? Nothing changes. The entire environment is way worse and continuously worse. And and those laws do absolutely nothing. So if anything, they actually enforce yeah, our position exactly. even more every time they pass another they, gun law in a Democrat-controlled city. Yeah, I mean, they, they literally are covering up their own failures. 
more or less. I mean, that's just the way that I, I look at it. Over the years, just more and more of these large municipalities, Democrat-controlled, whatever the case is, leftist-controlled, you know, anti-gunners, whatever the case might be, just their, their policy decisions have impacted the public at large in a negative way as far as gun ownership and whatnot goes. You know, the more gun control you typically have in an area, the more crime and such, because there's not as much, you know, deterrence, if you will. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, and there's plenty of data out there to prove it. All you have to do is just go look for it. But I mean, it's just, it's insane for, for reps to think that this is going to solve all the problems. You know, all this, this nonsense. I mean, a hundred of these bills aren't going to solve all the problems. Out the there. harder you make it for a civilian to buy a gun, the more empowered the criminals are going to be because they're going to get a gun regardless. Easy. So the best way you could possibly, do, you know, just like Kennesaw here in, in Georgia, we've got city of Kennesaw. Now, it's not enforced in eh. terms of a strict thing, but Kennesaw actually has like kind of a little law that says that every head of household must own a gun. That's been in effect since like the 80s. It yeah. has, but the crime, when compared to similar sized cities with similar demographics and a similar proximity ge- uh, geographically to Kennesaw, lower crime. Who would have thought? You know, so now a cop isn't going to go around door to door and go, I have to make I'm, sure you have your gun yep. that we told you to get. But if a criminal goes, well, holy crap, everyone has to have a gun here. They don't know who has a gun and who doesn't. So they're constantly going to be like, you know what? Maybe we should drive down to the next city to commit some crimes because we're going to get our butts blown away if we enter a city or we enter a home in Kennesaw, Georgia. And the next city is Atlanta. Bye. We'll be seeing you. They're going to go somewhere else. It's not worth the risk, right? So gun ownership makes the risk of criminals committing crime astronomically high and not worth it, right? They want soft targets. People without guns are soft targets. So therefore, criminals commit crimes in areas where they know people don't have guns. Mm -hmm. How is this so hard to understand? I feel like I can talk to them blue in the the face, and no one will understand that how the human nature works. Laws do not dictate... (laughs) and control human nature. You cannot regulate morality. You can't. So, anyway, keep an eye on these two bills. And uh, I really appreciate everybody watching. Uh, You got anything else, Chad? Uh, Look, go over to FPC. The links will be below. I mean, if you guys haven't already seen them, but uh, they have an awesome function on the website where you can just immediately contact your reps regarding these bills, send an email out, and just let your voices be heard. FPC has been doing a great job. I donate to a monthly... Uh, and I do try to also donate some additional money, uh, you know, from here, here and there when is I can. Is that from your OnlyFans page? Uh, yes, actually, it is from my OnlyFans page, yeah. My secret OnlyFans page where they pay me to put my clothes back That's on. That's not secret anymore. Oh, yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, the, my, my OnlyFans page is called Dickie Normus, uh, if you want to check it out. Anyway. Oh, boy. I digress. Have a great day. And look, FBC is doing a great job. Uh, Support them if you can. Um, a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, those of you who purchase man cans. Also, we've got some great t-shirts over on the website. Go check out Ballistic Inc. If you want to support the channel directly, uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. Just you know, <laughs> Don't go looking. I'm not there. I wonder how many people are like, what the uh, hell? <laughs> have a good one. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you next time. See you guys.